A lot of people also just think that because they've got an accountant and a bookkeeper that that just means that everything's going to be okay. But actually, as a business owner, you're the one making the decisions in the day-to-day, spending the money, bringing the money in. So it's actually your responsibility as the business owner to create a healthy business with the support, obviously, of your financial team. But your financial team can't help you if you're running blind. Welcome to the Business Behind Your Business podcast, where we have the conversations to help your business grow and thrive. I'm your host, Paul Sweeney, and excited to be with you again. And we've got a great conversation lined up. We like to bring you the conversations with our experts, people with experience, tips, case studies, their practical experience to help you run a great business. The conversation we have today is a conversation that I have a lot, but It's great to get the perspective of somebody that's been through this experience as a business owner and is now sharing their experience of how they got through that situation and how they're now thriving in their current business. So we're going to be talking about this conversation of managing money, cash flow is one of those big three items that I'm always talking about with business owners. Cash flow always seems to raise itself to the top of the concern level when we're talking to business owners, and it's particularly been that case at the moment. So we're going to unpack that today. And today we're speaking with the lovely Amy Bett from Lady Without Limits. And Amy is a profit-first professional. It's some exciting stuff about why that is so good to be a profit-first professional. And Amy is also the host of a podcast, the Lady Without Limits podcast, so fellow podcaster, which we're always excited to have on the business behind your business. And I guess the the main reason we've reached out to Amy is because she works with other business owners, helping them take control of cash flow. And that's a great thing. So she's worked successfully with over 200 business owners, implementing that profit first method. And we've seen some testimonials talking about how much an impact that that has had. And we know that, you know, cash flow is a big impact item for business owners. So looking forward to getting stuck into to talking with Amy and um, look, It is a big issue. 80% of business failures have been attributed to a cash flow problem. So 80% of the businesses that have failed, it's been because of a cash flow problem. And if we think it's just a small business matter that cash flow is important, well, it's not because um, Sir Richard Branson, one of the things that he is most adamant about is that you should never take your eyes off the cash flow because it's the lifeblood of your business. And it doesn't matter whether you're running a small business or a large business cash flow is very, very important. So let's not delay. Welcome to the microphone, Amy Bett. Paul, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here and I just couldn't agree with you more. Cash flow is the lifeblood of the business. And um, yeah, I'm really happy to be delving into this with you. Mm, Yeah, we're excited. You've got a smile on your face as we're talking at the moment about cash flow, but I believe that cash flow and running a business were not always a great experience for you. Oh my goodness, no. Um, So I actually became a business owner by, not by mistake, but out of necessity. So my husband and I, we actually worked for the Cotton On Group in their head office and I was managing charity fund runs all over Australia and he actually worked as a planning analyst in the team and we were in this awesome period of our life where we just got married, we bought a house and we were pregnant with my second child, Annie. I had a daughter, Lily, from a previous relationship. But at that point when I was about to go on maternity leave, my husband unfortunately suffered an accident that ended his career. And so we're at this predicament and this time of our life where not only was he losing his income, but I was losing my income as well because I had the government maternity leave and he would get a tiny bit of insurance, but it wasn't at all enough to sustain our income. So 
I was like, okay, well, I can't go back into work full time because my husband can't look after our baby. And um, yes, yeah, so I decided to jump in as a business owner. And I was really lucky because I had a lot of great corporate clients and relationships through my work at the Cottonon Group. And um, I got events really, really quickly. Before you knew it, I was organizing big, large scale events for the likes of Cottonon. They contracted me, um, Barwon Health Foundation, the Country Road Group and David Jones. There were lots of big companies that were hiring me to organize their, you know, corporate events and it looked really, really successful. A lot of people would say to me, I can't believe how quickly you got off the ground and you're doing so well and, you know, and it did. It looked awesome and I was really good at um, managing large-scale events. Like the events were always a huge success but on the other hand, behind closed doors, I was really, really struggling because I'd gone from, you know, working in a corporate career where I had access to multi-million dollar budgets and I hadn't had to hire staff myself or pay taxes myself from a business perspective. And there were just so many things when it came to the cash flow, like inconsistent income, for example, you know, you might get paid $30,000 and then nothing for a few months. And there were just all of these cash flow challenges that I really couldn't get my own head around. And I felt like I I reached out to, you know, my accountant at the time, for example, but, and we talk about profit, but I just couldn't understand why if I was profitable on the profit and loss report, there was no money left in the bank account. And I really felt like as a business owner, I could never be successful because I realized how important managing your cash flow actually was. And so it really hurt my confidence. And I was like, I'm good at delivering a service, like amazing at that. But unfortunately, I got to a point where I was like, I haven't got what it takes. And so I could have kept going with the business, but it was just costing, it was causing me a lot of stress. Um, and I decided to actually close the doors and spend some time licking my wounds and, you know, figuring out, you know, I was in it for three years, but it got to a point where I was like, I, I just can't keep going. And so I actually failed in my first business, pool. Yeah, look, that, that's, uh, you know, very sad to hear that you failed, but um, knowing, knowing fast forward to where we are now, I, I know it's had a great um, outcome, but that failure because of the cash flow and you, and you mentioned that key point about not understanding the difference between profit and cash flow because they are two very different concepts and it's a conversation I have a lot as an accountant with my clients where they don't understand the difference between um you know I'm telling them they've re- they've made a profit for the year but the cash at bank is very different so uh, yes. what were some of the things that you've you found were the reasons behind that difference I think I didn't have visibility over my finances so I didn't really understand how to read my financial reports from the get-go and really understand on a granular level, like on a week-to-week and a month-to-month basis, like what the figures were telling me. Um, And I've since learned how to obviously download your reports and read it in a really simple way that only takes about, you know, 10 or so minutes to get that snapshot. But I didn't have that snapshot. So it was always a guessing game. When I was hiring staff, for example, I'm like, well, there's money in the bank, so it must be okay. And so you'd make those decisions based on that. But then, you know, tax time would come around three months later and you get the tax bill and you're like, well, far out. I hadn't accounted for that. And then, you know, it was just that lack of clarity and understanding what position you're actually in. And I think as well, I think mindset comes into it as well, because if you think that you're not a numbers person and you're not in it for the money sometimes too, you, you know, you're like, oh, you want to get by and be, I think Australians can sometimes also be quite regal and they're like, you know, you want to help people and it's not necessarily all about the money. So you just don't even really 
pay a lot of attention. Potentially, you might think that you haven't, you know, you're not a numbers person. Um, so I think I think there's a few factors. A lot of people also just think that because they've got an accountant and a bookkeeper, that that just means that everything's going to be okay. But actually, as the business owner, you're the one making the decisions in the day to day, spending the money, bringing the money in. So it's actually your responsibility as the business owner to create a healthy business with the support, obviously, of your financial team. But your financial team can't help you if you're running blind. Yeah, absolutely. It horrifies me at times when I see people sign off on their financial statements or tax return and they only look at the bottom line of how much tax to pay without having any concern, well, hang on, what do those figures actually mean? Okay, yep. it says I'm making a profit, but am I making less profit than I should be? Um, yeah, Do I have the cash balances available to meet my needs going forward? Um, yep. There's a lot more information that's available and a lot of questions that every business owner should be asking. Like just because you are using an accountant and bookkeeper, you as the business owner are ultimately responsible for the, the financial health of your business. Exactly. That's exactly right. And I think as well as something that often comes up is because in business you can have, you know, really healthy months and then not so healthy months and, and you know, more expenses some months than others, it can get a bit confusing about, you know, how you're actually performing in general. So I found that now by using averages, I understand your average income, your average cost of sales, your average expenses really helps you to have that awareness, you know, on average how you're actually going. But I think there's just so many factors that come into it. And I think, um, you know, the education piece necessarily hasn't been amazing teaching business owners how to manage cash flow in a way that they use cash flow on a day-to-day basis and, and they get cash flow. So I'm excited to talk about that. But I think podcasts like yours, where you're really spreading the message to business owners about how to become financially literate in all areas of finance, whether it's, um you know, a, a financial planner as such, and, you know, it's creating generational wealth and all of those things. Like it's really inspiring that, you know, you've created this resource. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the aim. We want to help business owners everywhere at every stage of their business and getting people like yourself on to share their experience and, and also some key tips for running a business it is key to helping business owners everywhere grow and run great businesses. Now, Amy, you mentioned you'd looked at the bank account and there was a sum of money in there, but it didn't help you with understanding things like how to employ people, how much tax to pay. So there's something in that and Look, when GST first came in in Australia, and if you can't think back to that, that was the year 2000, and at the time, a lot of banks were encouraging businesses to set up a GST bank account uh, where they would be encouraged to pay a sum of their takings into that GST bank account. Now, most business owners that we've dealt with said, oh, I can't pay the $10 a month fee for that because they were being whacked with a fee. Why? The bank just wanted me to set up another bank account for other fees, but there's a very important reason why you should do that and in fact you're going to tell me that I should not stop there is that correct yeah that's exactly right so the biggest problem with having one bank account to start with and and you know the situation that I was in is when your money is all lumped in one bank account it's really really difficult it's almost impossible as a business owner to look at your bank account and understand the financial health of your business and where you're sitting because think about it you're not going to look at your bank account and then quickly do the maths in your head I've got to pay like two thousand dollars of tax and I've got to pay myself two thousand like we just don't operate that way we're not going to live in our financial spreadsheets every minute of every day when we're working in our business. And so often we just have this false sense of security thinking there's money there. So I've got money to spend or no, there's not money there. And so, oh no, I can't spend it. I need to be more resourceful. So we get tricked. And what ends up happening is that 
we go and spend our tax by accident or our owner's pay or our, you know, GST, as you said, we spend the profit in the business without really having that awareness. And so what the profit first method is, it's a method that was developed by Mike Michalowicz, who was an amazing entrepreneur, or he's still an amazing entrepreneur over in the States. And after he had a similar problem where he lost all of the money in his business, and he was like a multi, multi, multi millionaire, he realized that he had to manage his cash flow differently. And so he worked out that if you opened multiple bank accounts, so five bank accounts specifically, minimum five bank accounts for the separate purposes of what every single business owner is responsible for paying, and that's your, you know, to have an income coming in, and then separating it between taxes, owner's pay, operating expenses, and profit then you're going to protect yourself from spending your money in the wrong way. And then you actually have that visibility of how much money is there to spend. And you've got that security knowing that you've put your tax away and you've put profit away first so that you, you know, it's very clear the numbers then don't lie. You either are trading financially well and you've got the money for your expenses or, oh no, I don't. And there's a problem in the business and we need to fix it now. Mm-hmm. So that that's great advice because I think visibility is there and people very quickly you can see at a, at a glance the balances in your bank account. But the counter argument there is that having five bank accounts, that just creates more admin. Um, I think we've got a solution for that as well. Yeah, and I get this all of the time. And a lot of people get overwhelmed at the thought of having multiple bank accounts. And I promise you, once you get them open... It takes maybe like a week or two, maybe a month just to get used to doing transfers into your accounts. We often recommend to do it fortnightly. I actually prefer to recommend weekly because you've got your mind in your money more often, which I think is a really good thing. But basically, it doesn't become more of an accounting nightmare because you can simply just set up some bank rules and basically your accounting software is really, really intuitive now. The only difference is you've got to reconcile those internal transfers. So if you just set up a bank rule between each account, then it's going to intuitively see which bank account it's going from, the transfer, and then you can basically just click a button. So if you can imagine clicking an OK button, you know, seven times additional if you do your, you know, seven times extra a week, but it's, it would take you about, I don't know, maybe 10 or a minute longer than usual. I think that extra minute that you're taking is worth the financial clarity that you have and actually, you know, knowing that you're creating a profitable business. Mm. And look, that one minute investing in your business, and I love the way you said your mind is in the money more often because a lot of people don't look at their information, their financial statements for, well, I'd like to say three months, but a lot of them are saying six to 12 months. So my encouragement is you should be at least reviewing your financial reports monthly, but I love this weekly because you do have a weekly routine. Most people have a weekly routine and usually it involves paying expenses, paying your payroll if you're paying weekly. Um, so why not add that in there? And, and as you said, a lot of the software today automates that process with the very intuitive tools in there. So it's not an additional piece of work. So it is easy to do. And I think a lot of the banks have got away from the $10 a month bank fee for the extra accounts. So that argument's gone as well. Yeah, it, like literally you do your transfers every week. 
it takes maybe 10 minutes. I've got this cool little spreadsheet, which is simple because we like to make things simple, but you literally put in one cell how much money is in your income account and you've got your percentages of already set. And we might talk about percentages soon because we like to work on average percentages, but it literally like automatically spits out and tells you exactly how much money to put in every bank account. So that process might take, I don't know, 10 seconds, putting that one number that's in the bank account in that cell. And then you do your transfers. That might take, I don't know, five minutes, five to 10 minutes max a week is going to absolutely transform the financial health of your business. As you said, it can become a routine. And the best thing is when you do things regularly, it becomes a habit and, you know, it creates a great financial habit for you and for your business. It keeps you on the pulse of what's going on in your business. Mm, absolutely. And that that five to 10 minutes, we talk about spending time to prepare so that you can be more efficient in your business. And it's like the quote, you know, give me, give me 24 hours to cut down a tree and I'll spend the first 23 sharpening the axe or something. Exactly. Yeah, sure that's numbers, right. But- yeah. Yeah, so that and look that that spreadsheet. I, I think I saw that spreadsheet available on your website. Is that correct? So that one's not available on my website, but I do have a free masterclass that you can watch, and we can talk about that a bit later. Um, yeah. But yeah, if people can reach out to me, I'm sure I can I can help you out. Okay, fantastic. And, and look, we're hearing from you how it's changed your business. And look, I was looking at some of the testimonials of people who have gone through your process, and I think. There's one here from Sarah that I'm going to read because I think this captures um, the outcome that we're looking for very, very well. Um, So Sarah says, on top of just managing my cash flow, I've learned how to understand the money coming in and going out. I'm now aware of what I'm spending and when I'm spending it rather than just spending dollars and hoping for the best. I reduced our expenses massively, which freed up money for my wages and for business savings and reinvestment. When I do spend money, I know exactly what's going on. I feel so in control. And that's just the great outcome that that every business owner should be in. Every business owner should have control over their business. Too often we see it on the other way. The business is controlling the owner. But these steps, particularly managing cash flow, have some big impacts because behind every business is a small business owner and the impact of poor cash flow has some some poor implications on the business owner and their health and their every business owner is linked to a family of some description so yeah it's a great story I can quickly tell you a little bit more about that certain person so that person had a beauty business and when they came in they did my program and then I hadn't really heard from them in a while and then they came to one call because I do a weekly group call and she was like, oh, I just still don't understand like the product part. So we separate your cost of sales and your operating expenses. And so I explained that if she has a separate bank account for her cost of sales, then she's going to get a real clear understanding about how much she's spending on her products for the business. And then she really could then, she just got it. Once once she saw that and she could get the full picture of what was going on, particularly breaking down those expenses even more. She just went on fire with making huge changes in her business. She realized that she was overspending on products. And by then bringing that in, she was able to just like have full visibility, but also make some huge savings for the business. And she just completely transformed her business. And that that testimonial that she sent me, I feel like that was only maybe a month or two or a couple of months after we had that 
conversation and I I didn't know the impact because again I hadn't heard from her until she sent me that testimonial it wasn't like I even went and chased it it was like she popped it in our community Facebook group and I cried because I was like wow like you know when as soon as they get it the transformation that can happen is just incredible Mm -hmm. and look that was just one of the the many testimonials I've seen and speaking with a lot of small business owners myself I see the difference that the cash flow if you get the cash flow right makes a huge difference not just to the business but well everything we're so connected to our businesses as small medium business owners so yeah yeah yeah, and I just want to probably say something on that just to give business owners encouragement because if you were like me at the time, if you had have told me that I would be here on a podcast with you talking about money and talking about what, you know, being a profit first professional, I honestly would have laughed at you because mm-hmm. to, to this day I still, you know, wouldn't call myself, you know, a huge expert in dollars or numbers. Like there's so much that I don't know, but I guess what I'm trying to tell you is it's actually not difficult to manage your cash flow. You just need a simple process. You just need to learn how to download your reports and a simple process to how to read that information quickly. And then you need to set up your cash flow systems so that you've got that financial visibility and you're protecting yourself from spending the money in the wrong way. But you can learn this knowledge in like a week or two. It's not going to take a finance degree to go and get this um, information of how to manage your cash flow. So I just wanted to say that because I think a lot of business owners might feel a bit overwhelmed thinking I'm never going to be able to get a handle on cash flow and I can promise you it's just it's not that hard yeah yeah no I like the way you've broken it down into some very simple steps and it is a a simple thing I think there's a I guess a a lot of confusion around the whole idea of cash flow and people have got this very complicated view of it because it's something that's seen as the finance professionals that's what they do over there and and we don't understand what they're doing but when you break it down into very simple steps it's very easy to follow. It's very easy to manage, but sometimes we just need that clarity around it. And I think the process that you're teaching here, the profit first principle, uh, really gives some clarity around not just what's what's involved, but understanding the outcomes and and the implications. So if you don't have the money there, don't spend it. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on a limb out on a limb here, Amy. Uh, your view on credit cards for small business. Yeah, look, I'm not against them. I'm not against credit cards. And some profit-first professionals might slap me across the face um, because even though I'm a profit-first professional, I'm still someone that has big dreams and I do believe in sometimes you need a hand up to get to make some things happen. And I do believe in sometimes the financial reward if you've got access to that additional cash flow to go for it. But obviously, you've got to pay them off responsibly and you've got to make sure that you're not getting yourself into a trap. So think about it. Like when you... When you get this credit card, what is the likelihood that you're going to be able to pay it off quickly before you get lumped with the interest? Because the worst thing that you can do is then get slapped with, you know, you can't pay it off and then it's, you know, it's just building up and building up. And I've been in that position before. And, you know, I can be an eternal optimist where I'm like, oh, it's going to all work out. So something that I've really had to learn for myself is understanding what the true average of my business is. Because I think a lot of people, they will have a really big, great big month and then they kind of get the false assumption that that's going to be their big month every month. And it's just not the case. So I've probably gone on a bit of a tangent, but I'm not against credit cards. I think you just need to manage them properly. And you would just then, from a profit first perspective, you would use the money out of your operating expenses account to pay it off every month. That's the ideal Mm. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Look, a lot of our subscriptions and costs as owners now are requiring credit card or payments. But I think what you're you're saying, and I'm probably coming to a conclusion here, is if you've got your separate operating expenses account, 
and you have it as a debit card instead of a credit card off that account, then you can achieve the same thing of purchasing online, but you're using your own funds. You're not using funds that you haven't earned. Yep, yep. Yep. So you can. Yeah. And another thing to that is, I mean, a lot of people like to have credit cards because they like to get frequent flyer points. And that's a true thing. That's a true benefit to our, like for our business, for example, I'm in Los Angeles right now. I'm here every six weeks at the moment, roughly. And we've saved a lot of money because of frequent flyer points. So there's certainly benefits to credit cards, but as you said, you've just got to manage it responsibly and pay it off in time. Use that money from the operating expenses account and, and pay it off. Mm-hmm. Great. Good. So, Amy, you teach this process through a, a masterclass? Yeah, so I have an online masterclass. It's free to access. You can just find it on my website. But basically, it takes them through the four steps of what I've spoken about with how to manage a cash flow system. And then if you want to go further and get me to help you to set it up, I've got an online program. So that's basically how I work, an online program. Great. And so the, where do we go to find that online program? What's the website? Yeah, so it's super easy. I've made it easy. It's just my name, amybet.com, A-M-Y-B-E-T-T.com. Um, make it simple, make the, the memory simple and also trying to make cash flow simple as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love that simplicity is the key. And you've certainly shared with us today about how we can make our cash flow management a much simpler process. And, and simple means we get it done and we're aware of it. So I love that um, you've made that simple process. You've really spelled it out. I've learned some things today as well, which is great. Uh, I love that quote about keeping your mind in your money as well as a business owner. Um, that particularly strikes a chord with me because I see it so often that uh, business owners, they don't see it as a, something they need to manage until it becomes a problem. And we want to avoid that situation. Yeah, I've been there before. And um, yeah, I can tell you that by, as you said, keeping your, keeping your mind in your money, it does help you. Just It's all about clarity. It's all about awareness. And in the end, numbers don't lie. They tell the story of what's actually going on. So if you're, you know, as the business owner, you're responsible for looking at your numbers and it can be hard, but we've just got to put our big girl and boy pants on and be like, okay, I'm going to face this and learn this because it means that I can pay the bills and I can actually have a business. It's really, really important. So yeah, thanks, Paul. Not a problem. Uh, Look, I've really appreciated your time and the conversation that you've shared with us today. And look, if you have enjoyed this conversation, then I encourage you to share the Business Behind Your Business podcast, particularly this episode with Amy, uh, to any other business owner that you think could benefit from it. And I'm sure it won't be hard for you to think of another business owner that needs some help with cash flow. So encourage you to share that. And uh, look, if you want to make sure that you don't miss any conversations, make sure you subscribe in your podcast player of preference. Um, the business behind your business is available everywhere. And, and while you're subscribing to the business behind your business, you might want to subscribe to the Lady Without Limits podcast as well and hear more from Amy. So, Amy, thank you again for your time today. Um, encourage listeners to go to the website, which is amybet.com, and check out the resources and some of the free resources. And, 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 and you know, don't take my word for it. See what other people have had to say about the programs that you've been running. Um, Thank you for helping small business owners everywhere get on top of their cash flow. Thank you so much, Paul. I've absolutely loved having this time with you today and I just appreciate you for letting me come on your podcast and also just spending this time chatting to you too. Thank you. You're welcome. Amy, we'd love to hear from you in the future and I'm sure our listeners would have some more questions to come back to you with and look to catch up with you at another time. I'd love that. Thank you so much, everyone. 